0: Welcome to the Reckoning Podcast, where we stoke a campfire, gather around, and have real-life conversations with old friends, new friends, professionals, and just shoot the shit. Reckoning all things from hunting, outdoors, beauty, entrepreneurship, relationships, life, and more. It's all just a reckoning. Wait, hang on. I have to give a warning with this. This is more explicit for a reason. So you're either listening to
1: this by yourself with your headphones and definitely don't have the kids with you. So here we go for those people that resonate with that, I love it. But I'm like, all right, I love bourbon. I love reality TV. I love to get down and dirty, like a good fuck, like, you know, like these different things. There's these pieces of me. I'm very, I keep it real. I say it how it is. I don't Mm -hmm. filter. I put my foot in my mouth a lot of the time. Um, And I'm constantly evolving and I'm constantly learning and Mm -hmm. constantly growing. And I'm a real human. Like, yes, I'm spiritual. Yes, I'm a Reiki master and I do energetic work, but I'm also like really grounded and rooted in how can we live the best fucking life possible here on earth? Because I believe you chose it. If you chose to be here, it's not just so that you can eventually get back to the astral or get back to heaven or wherever you're going when you die, according to your beliefs. But I really do believe like you chose to be here. Can we, yes, go through the hell and yes, go through the challenge and yes, learn and heal our karma and the both and, Can we also experience joy and pleasure and orgasm and delight and goodness and know that like both can be really healing and both can be really expansive, you know?
0: That clip was from Olivia, a sex and embodiment mentor. I seriously could not think of a better person to relaunch, rebrand with Reckoning. Have you noticed the changes around here? We discuss all things from motherhood, delivery, being boy moms, body image, relationships with your significant other, to becoming confident on your own as a sexual goddess with self-love, if you know what I mean, and or with your partner. Olivia is the no BS friend you never know you needed, but man, you're glad you do because Olivia and I talk about everything and anything and she has so much fun to shoot the shit and she keeps it real. We talk about the SEX. I know you've had the questions. If you haven't been able to talk to your best friend about it, Olivia and I will sit and chat and answer some questions and have good conversations. Do us a favor though, new with the rebrand and relaunch. So when you're listening to this episode, we would totally love if you would screenshot it and tag us on Instagram, letting us know that you've been listening to it. It means so much to help spread the word. So let's go ahead and light the fire and start chatting with Olivia. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Thanks. I'm so honored and so excited to be here. So you're pregnant. You just announced that. Congrats. Thank you. How have you been feeling? Oh, God. The first trimester was hell. Um, It was Mm death. I was in survival and I didn't tell anyone because I wanted to like play with can I just let myself experience this and hold it as sacred? Mm. And I caught myself wanting to use it as an excuse of like, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't been online. Or hey, I'm sorry, I've been MIA. because I'm pregnant. But I wanted to just be like, I'm MIA and I'm allowed to be. And like that can be enough. So it was hard because I couldn't talk about it. And I tell people everything. So survival for sure. But then I'm 17 weeks now and I feel so much better. It's just randomly all hit these bouts of exhaustion where I just have to, I am like, I'll be driving Mm. and I'm like, I could go to bed right now. Like this is weird. Yeah. Other than that, I feel great. Yeah.
0: It is so weird. Yeah. That was like the number one thing that surprised me. And I don't think a lot of people talk about often enough is exhaustion. Mm -hmm. I was never a sleeper or anything, but I could barely, same thing, keep my eyes open. And my sister's like, you are like, you're building a human being. (laughs) Yes. How would you not be exhausted? I was feeling so guilty about, I have got to go lay down.
1: Yeah. I remember like thinking of that too, of, you know, in society, our, our output Mm -hmm. is so much of our worth, right. And our, our productivity Mm -hmm. and it's something we can tangibly see and hold. And it's like, okay, I'm, I've done enough today because I can cross it all off my to-do list. Well, growing a human, you're like, okay, I'm growing a human. It's like your body's always working, but you can't see it. You can't prove it. You can't, you Mm -hmm. know, like show people. So it's more so just having to be like. I'm allowed to rest and it's okay that it doesn't match what society thinks it has to look like, you know? That's so good that
0: you have that. Like you're already seeing that though. Like so many people have a hard time seeing that. I know I did definitely, especially with my second. So I have two boys, I have nine and four, so five-year gap. And I really really do love it. Same thing. I had my five-year-old at the time. So I was like, let's watch a show and lay down. And that guilt would hit me with that. But I mean, well, that's just it.
1: Yeah. I had, I remember I had a call with a client once and she was like, you know, I'm not even happy in my business and I just want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Cause I was asking her like, what do you want? And she's like, I just want to spend all this time with my baby. And I was like, well, why is that not enough? Yeah. And she was like, oh, I, I don't know. I guess I've never thought about it that way. Like we yeah. have this idea That, and to me, if I looked at, you know, being a mom, I can imagine you can attest to this. That's Mm -hmm. like a full-time job in itself. Like raising our kids to me is like the greatest legacy we're going to leave behind. So where did we get the idea or the belief that that's not enough for us? You know, and we have to do more and I have to impact millions or I didn't do enough when like you taking that time to just be with your child and them getting to experience Mm -hmm. your presence. Like why isn't that enough that day?
0: you know? No, it's so true. And that's like a lot of guilt that I've had to get through too, because I went through, I didn't want to be a mom for a long time. I want to be like this powerful business woman and do these things. And then it's like, then you fall in love and then you realize, Oh, like creating a human with you would be kind of cool. (laughs) You know, I want to feel that. And then you get that. Mm. And I remember just, I was lucky enough to be working full time, but I would just cry every day because Mm. all of a sudden I had this whole new guilt of I want to be with him but my job's taking me away and now we're lucky enough too i feel so blessed to be mm. in the world that we're in with technology and everything that i'm able to kind of collide those two worlds so mm. i get to do that and i and that's too now as like business takes off and stuff and you'll find yeah. this if you still want to do these things but then you're like yeah. damn it i'm doing this because i wanted to be able to have time but now i don't have time and yep. so that's definitely something over the last like six months I've been like okay I need to balance it but balance is bullshit kind of so it's like how do I how do I manage that and Mm -hmm. you know it's okay if I decide to like take on you know a nanny or someone Mm -hmm. and they're still here because Mm -hmm. they're getting my full attention that's what Mm -hmm. matters to me is Mm -hmm. I'm still controlling my schedule and when I'm here I'm present I'm not just sitting there doing things you know
1: yeah oh I love that I, lo- yeah. I think that that's the biggest piece that, cause my, my mentor was asking me that even on our call mm-hmm. Tuesday, he was like, you know, what do you see for the vision of like when your baby is here? And I was like, mm-hmm. well, first of all, I'm well aware. I'm going to have no idea until I'm in, I'm there. Like right. I, oh, I'm yeah. well aware I can plan all day long, but yeah. until yeah. I'm in it, I, I can't know yeah. possibly what I'm going to want or need. And like the second that baby's like, oh, and I have chills of like the second that baby's in my arms, like nothing else matters. You know, it's like, there's, oh, yeah. there's going to be a major shift. And I recognize Mm -hmm. that, but I do look at it as like, I told him, I said, when I'm with my kid, like to me, I'm like, I want to be fully present. So if I need a nanny a couple days a week for, Mm -hmm. you know, them to be with someone that can give them presents, I get my business done, I get my work done. Mm -hmm. And then the other, you know, five, four or five days of the week, I'm fully mom mode. Like yes. I'm okay with that. Like, that's what I desire. I want them to experience. Cause I watched my mom have to work so much of my life growing up. And right. I, I think it's such a gift that we do get that opportunity like you do of mm-hmm. being with them, um, and being so present with them and, and getting to experience that. And then of course, when we go into the next phase where they're in school, more like you're experiencing, mm-hmm. or they go off to college, like you'll have more yeah. time for your, your impact in your business right. that way. But yeah. It's so interesting how it's all shifting, but presence is really important to me too. I love that.
0: I love that. You know, that going into it, cause it's definitely, yeah. And it's shifting and that's, I have to remind myself too. There's like seasons of my life yeah. and then also seasons of like their life and being mom, like mm-hmm. everything's a different mm-hmm. season. And we're shifting into that where I'm like, okay, now I can do stuff where I don't have so much guilt, Yeah. but yeah. also like, balance, it's just crazy. I think well, you definitely have to step back and be like, why am I not happy? What am I doing? What can I do to shift Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, all around this is going to be the better situation for all of this. And it's adjusting and working with where we are with everything, you know?
1: Yes. Well, and that's just it. I think there is one, I mean, I'm 29 now, so I I am having kids later than most of the people in my life did. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have friends that have like three, four, five kids by now and I'm, and I'm like, Oh my God, that's awesome. But Joe and I, I mean, we didn't want kids for the longest time. And when we had Mm -hmm. that shift, you know, we've been together for over a decade with just the two of us going into this next phase. I feel like I get to learn from everyone that's had kids already. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I get yeah. the coolest seat in the house. Cause <laughs> I have the mom friends that are like, here's the real shit. Like this is not sugar coated. Mm-hmm. This is not pretty. Here's what's going to challenge you. Here's what's going to test yeah. you. Here's what's going to expand you, but it's also the greatest gift. And now I'm like, okay, cool. I get to learn from everyone else, but then have my own experience in it versus if yes. I was super young being like whatever mm-hmm. it's just a kid you know like I think that's how my mindset would have been years right. and years ago that now I'm like okay I'm I'm aware it, this is going to change my life completely
0: <laughs> yeah no it is it's yeah. so true and I always tell everyone like my advice is always no one knows what they're doing no and it's so different for everybody else like we're just yeah. going with the flow so yeah. you just yeah you do you have to go with the flow it's so exciting I'm so glad yeah. that you're feeling well and it's
1: all mm-hmm. you're on the fun side now I it's, Well, the fun side, but there is still for sure. I mean, I think the biggest lesson I've had to learn is um, I'm such a control freak. I'm recovering Um, from it every day. (laughs) And uh like when you're pregnant and then obviously with a kid on the outside of your body, like you Mm -hmm. have zero control. Like there, it it really is like all about surrender and trust. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's been interesting and even going into like my birthing Mm -hmm. plan and all of these things, like just having to recognize like, okay, I'm going to go into it. I have an ideal of like, here's what I would want. Mm -hmm. But ultimately the goal is get the baby here as safely as possible. Listen to my body's cues, trust her, Mm -hmm. um, and go into it that way and let go of the control. If I have to have an epidural, I'm not going to shame myself. Mm -hmm. I know a lot. There's a lot of shame already in the birthing world. Then in the mom world, like Jesus, there's just so much there. Oh yeah there is. God, it's crazy. And it never ends. It's like, no matter how old your kids are, I swear you're always Mm -hmm. like doing something quote unquote wrong, even if it's right for you. That's how
0: I was too. With my first, I -hmm. had him and I had preeclampsia. So we ended up having him early. Yeah. And I know you're very intuitive listening to your body. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I knew, I knew there was something wrong and there was something going on for like a month before it really Hit. So I wow. had him C-section, which sounds so odd, but I'm like very competitive. And I love like being in tune with my body and pushing it and like mm. knowing it's just badass. You know what I mean? So I kind of had a hard time with the fact that I didn't get to deliver. It was just because, and I didn't get to go through labor either. Like it was just, right. just all of a sudden, which is fine, but I wasn't prepared wow. at that moment. Cause we still had a month left and we were kind of younger and everything. Yeah. So luckily we have amazing family and they all rallied together and did everything thing and then come you know five years later we kind of had waited because my husband had had testicular cancer mm-hmm. and I had have had issues and stuff. So I kind of let go of like, I'm good with one and I like, don't feel like testing it. And then yeah. we kind of, okay, maybe it's time. And we were yeah. lucky enough to have our second. Wow. Um, but I decided this time around because same, I'm a control freak. I was like, mm. I'm going to have everything ready. I'm going to have it ready six to, you know, four <laughs> weeks before. Cause if I would have had that done last time, then I right. would have been a little more of an ease. Yeah. So we found out we were having a girl, mm. a girl, and, um, so my sister throws me a baby shower cause I have all this boy stuff and I don't have anything girl. And the whole time at the baby shower, I was like, what if it's a boy? And I remember my mother-in-law just laughing and she's like, that doesn't happen anymore. I'm like, oh, okay. So I wash all this stuff. I put everything away. Cause I'm going to be prepared. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to be thrown off bags, pack, everything, have a name picked. We get there. And that morning my water had broke. And it was kind of like the whole week before I kept getting this sensation and i love being able to tell this to someone like you because you know you're always listening to her your body right and it's like i just knew and i kept saying it. i'm like i just don't it's not a girl it's not and i kept it being like there's something off please god just let the baby be okay but i'm pretty sure so that morning my water broke and everything i just remember being in the shower being i'm taking all this girl stuff and there's something wrong with that and then at the hospital my husband and i had discussed our boys names that we had talked about way in the beginning. And then sure enough, I deliver and I got to deliver, I got to do a back, which was so amazing getting to be in touch with my body and do all wow. that, you know, and fill the labor and do that. And as soon as I delivered, they're like, she's a boy. I was like, oh, it was wild. God. Yeah. How did you feel? So, like,
1: were you like, did you have like any yeah. of the like disappointment or were you just like, you uh, know, I, I think it's, like you kind
0: of, your body had gone through so much too. And so it was like exhaustion. And I was hungry as all fuck because yeah. <laughs> I like to eat. <laughs> like, and you just did that, right? And my husband's been eating okay. all freaking day. and I'm like, I hate oh, you. god. So, but when they said that, it was kind of like a sense of, like, I feel like you could almost see the weight from both yeah. my husband and I, because like, I knew. So I wasn't, mm. I wasn't devastated. I was just surprised by the fact right. of, I, like, I knew it you know what I mean? And this is kind of the decipher too, is I realized I was, because my husband was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Because they could, like, everyone was kind of nervous, you know, which you would be in that sense. And they, once they put him on my chest, you know what I mean? And was like, that's my baby. And we knew um, once we were like, he's Rivers, that's his name. Because I was kind of attached to the name of what was supposed to be our daughter. As soon as we named him, it was like, I let go of that. So it was very interesting that I felt as I look back, I'm like, I, I was attached to the name.
1: Yeah.
0: Not so much my baby was my baby. And now that he was given a name that I truly love, which is wow. so odd. Yeah. But I, yeah. And I was honestly really relieved. <laughs>
1: oh my god I i'm like i know that. what to do
0: with boys yeah right I know what I, to do honestly with boys.
1: yes i feel less pressure have we all thought it was a girl and then we went to the um ultrasound and then they showed the baby and they're like nope like that is a full-blown penis there it is like, right there <laughs> i'm like oh my god it's yeah. a boy i it's feel boy. so much less pressure mm-hmm. than having a girl um and i think that's yep. probably like because obviously being a woman raising a woman Mm-hmm. And then yep. all the shit that goes into that and all the healing and the body right. image stuff and, and the sex stuff yes. and all of it that goes into it. Um, I was like, I'm not ready for a girl yet. I think there's still more yeah. layers. Then maybe a girl, but with a yeah. boy, I feel like, okay, my little protector, my little baby, mm-hmm. like in the mom-son relationship and with my husband gone, you know, so much of the time yes. having a little boy in the house that grows up to like be the little man and all of that yeah. I'm really excited about. So I'm so excited for
0: No, and that's exactly, you like hit it right on that's how i was too with a girl yeah. i was just really nervous with everything you know just women in general have to deal with like you said body issues and mm-hmm. the sex and everything like that i was really really nervous to mm-hmm. do that i didn't was scared that i was gonna put her into therapy you know what i mean there's just so much happening i'm like how do i yeah well I don't and know. like
1: i think that's the biggest piece too around you know like body image especially pregnancy and and someone who struggled mm-hmm. with my body my entire life like as early as i mean almost 20 years ago. Now I can remember like the first thoughts of my body's different. My body's bigger, Mm -hmm. my body's, you know, whatever. And watching my mom with her body and my grandma with her body and like the generational pattern there. And, you know, walking through disorderly eating in high school and body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. and then being in the fitness industry and getting super ripped, but still hating myself. And then getting out of the fitness industry and gaining all this weight and like trying to find the normal and dealing with health issues and all of this. I got pregnant right when I was starting to like heal a lot of this even deeper And so I had Mm -hmm. to put a lot of stuff on hold, like the detoxes and, and the gut health that I was working through. And I couldn't do any testing anymore because my hormones Mm -hmm. are different and all of that. Um, And so I put it on hold and like watching my body get bigger, but like knowing that it's okay Mm -hmm. and trusting it and surrendering to it and you know, all Mm -hmm. of this and, and having to just be okay with it and hearing like, here's how much weight you should gain and here's what's bad Mm -hmm. and here's what's wrong. And you know, all of these different pieces and then postpartum, I can only imagine. And then having to deal with Mm -hmm. my body doesn't feel like mine. And now I'm not pregnant Mm -hmm. anymore, but it grew a human. So what a gift. And I was like, if I have two little girl eyes on me, I don't think mm-hmm. I can do it. Like, I don't want to. I don't, wanna, I don't wanna her to witness that. And of course, men have body mm-hmm. image issues and men have sex right, issues, yeah. but it's just so different. I feel like they do, um, from what I've experienced, obviously, is mm-hmm. like, they look at their dad a certain way and the girl looks at mm-hmm. mom a certain way. There's just a different mm-hmm. connection because like, you look like me, yeah. and, you know, that kind right, of Yeah. Piece. But then like, I was just like, you know, I want to be able to walk through this and heal it through my first pregnancy so that if we were to have a girl in the future, I can have her look at me and feel like, okay, I've got this, you know? And of course yes. I'm going to fuck them up in some way. It's part yeah, of exactly their karma, part of right. their life. We're going we're gonna to put them into therapy for something. Yeah. Like there's right. there that, but I'm, if we can heal as much as we can, then there's less mm-hmm. that they have to go to therapy for, which I think is our responsibility. Yes. So
0: that is, that's so beautiful that you know that too, because looking back on it, that's you hit it right on again, because that's yeah. exactly what I was worried about. Is it? Yeah. And I had come to terms, and I think a lot of that was—it was such a good lesson. You can't control everything. Mm-hmm. Like jokes on you. Plus, <laughs> it was a really good. Yeah, you can be prepared as you want. Life's gonna happen. Yep. yep. And it was kind of. I think that those few months of thinking I was mm-hmm. having a girl mm-hmm. really made me stop and and think about all those things and mm-hmm. kind of heal in that manner of like, why am I afraid to have her, you know? And yeah. it is, it's a lot of that same thing. Like you said, like, yeah. I don't want to have, I don't want to have her look at me that way. And I've even used it as the fact of, yeah, you like you said, men still have body mm-hmm. issues and stuff. So it's, I was able to heal a lot of that, which mm-hmm. I've, I'm so happy for because yeah. I'm trying to do, even though they're boys, it's like I'm still gonna treat my body well and yep. talk good about myself and their stuff. Yeah. and so, so it's it kind of all intertwines. But that's exactly why I was nervous to have a girl.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. well, and that's just it. I mean, it, it really is like just remembering like our responsibility is that these eyes are always watching us. Because I mm. don't think that our parents' generation had that awareness. I think we mm. really are the first generation to have this capacity to be like, okay here's how trauma works. Here's how it, it gets stored. Here's what they're watching. You know, zero to eight is when they're the most, you know, moldable in their brains. Mm-hmm. And, and here's all of these pieces. And our parents were doing the best that they could with what they knew, yeah. but they had, right. they didn't have that awareness of like, Oh, here's how it works. Like they, I mean, mm-hmm. my parents don't go to therapy, you know, like they don't, they don't talk yeah. about the traumas. It's very like kind of hush hush and whatever. Um, and mm-hmm. so it is like just that, that awareness and that responsibility of saying, okay, Am I doing my best in my own healing and my own work so that I can raise these kids like with as much of that like clear energy and, and such as possible. Knowing again, yes. I free yourself from the pressure, you're gonna fuck them up. We just are. I mean it's yep, part of our exactly. part of the gift.
0: <laughs> yep. It's like And I find too when it, it's very cool, like it sucks when you do screw up as a parent and you're like, shit. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. But you know, what's pretty damn cool is being able to go in and talk to like my nine-year-old now to go into him and be like, look, buddy, like, I'm sorry, mom shouldn't have acted that way. But yeah. it's a learning lesson. Like you can go in as a parent, as authority to mm-hmm. them and be able to say, I screwed up. I'm sorry. This is what I'm going to do to do better and sit and yeah. have that conversations. Yeah. I, I think that goes a long ways too with raising so them so like you said you're gonna fuck it up but acknowledging it and i think when they're old enough to be able to have the conversation mm-hmm. it's a true learning lesson just in life yeah which is Ugh. really cool so true. <sighs> all the fun of becoming a mom
1: all the fun that's that's woo. i would put fun in quotes the right. fun of becoming
0: a mom. <laughs> depends on the day <laughs> yes, sometimes exactly. the hour yeah. to the minute
1: can you tell everybody kind of what you do oh god yeah, sure. Uh, it's funny. I say, Oh God, because I feel like it's always, always evolving. Like I'm joking right. right now, even being pregnant. Like I feel like the first couple hours of my morning are spent truly just like, who am I today? Like getting back in yeah. connection with myself. Cause I'm like growing uh-huh. and healing and Mm transforming, transforming on such a different level than I ever have before. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm Olivia. Hi. (laughs) Um, I I guess you can call, I mean, really call me whatever you want. Um, right now I think it's like sex and embodiment mentor because I do work a lot with sex and pleasure and, and in the body and trauma and connecting you to that. And, and really blending like the worlds of the 3D and the 5D. So I work a lot in the human side of things. Like you're in a human 3D mm-hmm. body. You chose to be here. You got real shit going on. Like let's address it. So let's do the work here and you're also divinity and form You're god in a body you have access to spirit you have access to angels and energy and and like this this thing that is so much bigger than us so let's also play with that capacity um but let's blend them both together so we're not spiritually bypassing mm-hmm. and just going and chilling on the astral or trying to hack our way out of the human experience we're here right. And we're tapped into the divinity. So, um, yeah, I work a lot with women on just really getting you back into connection with yourself, your body, your pussy, your life force, your wisdom, your truth outside of the shoulds, the indoctrination, the trauma, you know, really being able to heal and move all of that resistance that's keeping you from knowing yourself so intimately, because I believe like women who are in their body, they're fully in, I know who I am, I know what I do, I know how I serve, I know how I show up, I know what I'm passionate about and really tapped into that, those are the women that change the world, like they really, really do and that's the the energy that they put out and they're able to call in what they want and create what they want and that's, what's really, you know, very important to me. I, I spent so many years giving my power to someone outside of me and thinking someone knew better mm-hmm. than me and thinking that there was a truth or a validation that I needed. Um, but when I really came back into connection with me at my core, that is when I was like, Oh fuck, like I have the power. I know my truth. Yeah. I validate myself. Like I've got this. And when I was able to be in wholeness with that and connection with that, Um, being in that sovereignty, truly embodied, that's when everything started to make sense. And when I hired people, I was able to still hear myself. And when I watch the news, I'm still able to know what's true for me. And when I see other people Mm -hmm. succeeding, I know what, what's in alignment with me. And I'm not getting so hooked into all of the noise and all of the hustle and bustle outside of me, but really feeling at peace within myself. Um, And that's what I help women do really. So i hope women
0: can find you or they because i feel like that's almost everyone jokes right like you're 30 or 40 and now i kind of know who i am that would have been nice a little sooner in life totally to have that confidence to like just really rein in who you are Mm -hmm. god damn like i wish i would have felt the way i do now at 31 Mm -hmm. that i felt Mm -hmm. like at 25 just to be able to have those few more years yeah so i love that you're boning in on that man what you do, you're so niched in. That is amazing. Yeah. And I, I hope women can find you now. And if they're needing to work on any of that, if they're feeling anything lacking that they do that, because once you can, like you said, that's powerful shit. Mm. So powerful.
1: Well, and that's just what, that's what we need more of. There's so much like group think, especially right now, there's Mm -hmm. so much like, you know, and, and it makes sense on a human basic level we want to belong, you know. So we very, mm-hmm. o- you know, often subconsciously forego our own agency, our own autonomy, our own sovereignty in order to fit in, right? We don't want to be shamed. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be, you know, on the outside. We don't want to be abandoned. So we we try to like mold ourselves into fitting in within these groups and i'm mm-hmm. like okay yeah i i did that for years i did that it was mm-hmm. like my karmic pattern i kept repeating it within religion within network marketing within spiritual communities within all of these different areas and i was like why am i why do i feel like i i don't know myself and i can't like connect anywhere and it felt like i was always spiraling and i was always ungrounded and I was like oh yeah because Mm -hmm. I belong to me first and foremost like I have agency I have autonomy I have sovereignty that's so important to me so it was like unhooking from all of that being willing to stand alone for a little bit um with support obviously from there as I got connected with that now I can plug into groups and plug into communities but still Mm -hmm. hold true and hold fast to who I am um and to me that's that's where the magic happens so it's interesting you say yeah. I'm niched down because there's times where I'm like, am I niche down enough? Like, fuck, like, does this, is this like too right. broad and too expansive of like, you know, really like trying to explain in a few sentences in an Instagram bio who I am. It's, yeah. I really do believe like when people find me, they'll hire me and they say, I don't know why I'm hiring you. Like something yeah. in my energy is calling me here. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. cool, let's figure it out together. You know, here's what I'm passionate about, but let this is your process. This is your experience. Mm -hmm. And so let's see what your intuition, what your body guides us into. I'm just here to hold space, so. I think when
0: I say niche down too, because as I have, like I was telling you this morning over email, the more I take in your content and explore your podcast and everything, which you guys have to check out her podcast. Oh, like this and this and everything she tackles. It's not just, you know, the sex and the trauma and working Mm -hmm. through that. You've got so many things and to like build that into how to become your highest form and bring that into business as well. But it's in the way that you work with people, I Mm -hmm. think is what makes you very unique. Mm. And as I get around more women, and talk. I do great hands when I go to the gym and stuff and that's kind of what started the podcast is because I get that really yeah. intimate time with people to just be you know transparent and real and so many women just love that it's i'm cutting through the bullshit like talk about anything and everything and it's it's so refreshing as women to be like wait you want to know about sex too you know
1: yes the seemingly taboo topics that like we all actually want to be talking about yeah
0: exactly and then all of a sudden you're like all in a huddle and you're oh my god (laughs) like i'm not crazy like i'm not some like (laughs) (laughs) you know thing like it's all women want to know that and i think that's why I've just been so drawn to you is because you're yeah. just you're so bold, and mm-hmm. I say that with quotations because yeah. in a world that we live in, it is yeah. it's it's bold. It's not what you see yeah. all the time on Instagram, but you you <gasps> say it and you say it fearlessly and you speak the truth that women need mm-hmm. to hear, and that's Thank why I was you. so excited to get you on.
1: Oh my god, yeah. I'm like receiving that so fully. I appreciate it. Um, it's interesting because as you're talking, it kid you not, sunny as hell outside. Thunder, uh-huh. like full on shaking my house really? Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Like what wow. am I I'm like? Oh my God, this is crazy. Um, so yeah. I don't know what that means energetically, but that's cool. That's but I think cool. It's, I think too it it really is. Like I I'm used to hide that part of myself that like keeps mm-hmm. it super real because I thought it had to be like this mermaid that like walks around right. floating. It's all white and light and bright and pretty and, right. and I was like, here's what feminine is and And that's fine for those people that resonate with that. I love it, but I'm like, all right, I love bourbon. I love reality TV. I love to get down and dirty, like a good fuck. Like, you know, like these different things, there's these pieces of me. I'm very, I keep it real. I say it how it is. I don't Mm -hmm. filter. I put my foot in my mouth a lot of the time. Um, And I'm constantly evolving and I'm constantly learning and Mm -hmm. constantly growing and I'm a real human. Like, yes, I'm spiritual. Yes, I'm a Reiki master and I do energetic work, but I'm also like really grounded and rooted in, how can we live the best fucking life possible here on earth? Yeah. Cause I believe you chose yeah. it. If you chose to be here, it's not just so that you can eventually get back to the astral or get back to heaven or wherever you're going when you die, according yeah. to your beliefs. But I really do believe like you chose to be here. Can we yes, go through the hell and yes, go through the challenge and yes, learn and heal our karma and the both and, Can we also experience joy and pleasure and orgasm and delight and goodness and know that like both can be really healing and both can be really expansive, you know?
0: Right. To where I've watched you is I live in Utah and obviously Utah is very deep in religion. And a lot of times as I speak to different women, it's like they have, growing up, they had such a big no-no with sex and and sex feeling good and being a good thing other than like, you know, to procreate, that was it. And so then as they start to explore their bodies and have sex and do things, it's like, it feels so dirty and awful Mm -hmm. or not awful, but like it shouldn't feel this good. And I shouldn't be so happy about wanting it more, you know? Absolutely. And I love that you've spoke on that. Can you kind of speak on like letting go of that negative Mm -hmm. belief with sex while also kind of finding your inner sex goddess and enjoying it Mm -hmm. and, and feeling light with it?
1: Mm, Absolutely. So oh man, there's a million places we could go. So feeling into that question, I mean, yeah, I grew up in a really intense, like very black and white Christianity. It was... it was non-denominational quote unquote, but it had a lot Mm -hmm. of ties to like evangelical Christianity, Baptist. um, And there was a lot of like, you know, the Bible is it, the Bible is true and and X, Y, Z. And there was no room for movement there. There was no room for curiosity or wonder Mm -hmm. or questioning, or, you know, there was no, that I was always taught, actually just wrote a whole post about this. I haven't shared it yet, but Mm -hmm. I was always taught the truth is outside of me. Like I don't actually know what's best for me. Only God knows what's best for me. God's in the sky and God is this person that, as is not me, where I now see God as within me and God within you and, and you have access, you actually do when you're tapped into who you are and your truth, you actually know what's best for you and it's actually best for the whole mm-hmm. collective and that's a whole nother conversation. But right. I mean, I grew up going to those purity conferences and like had the purity ring and I signed certificates that I wouldn't have sex till I was married and they would pass around mm. the lollipop of like, if everyone licked it, that's what you're yeah. your husband, <laughs> you know, all this yeah. bullshit and uh, i was terrified i didn't know my body i remember when i got my period for the first time i thought i was pooping from the front it was so embarrassing because i didn't know what it was you had no idea no idea and so i was so just disembodied truly and i felt like my body was a sin and my body was bad and it made men lust and i was taught all of these things very Mm -hmm. early on Mm -hmm. um through both like what was said and what was not said right the like Mm -hmm. nonverbal cues and the things that you're learning but from there, you know, going into this work, like I, man, like I would only be able to have sex if I was drunk, um, you know, or I had to, it was only for Joe's pleasure and and my husband and it couldn't be for me. And there was all of this kind of, I felt uncomfortable in my own body. And I didn't even know like really what an orgasm was and I didn't know what pleasure was. So I was so disconnected. Um, and there's a couple ways you could look at this. Like we could go into when I work with clients around it, there is a mindset piece around, OK, what are your beliefs and what are your yeah. thoughts and what are these kind of these things that float in or these old stories or these memories around sex and sexuality mm-hmm. and your body and kind of writing them out and figuring out like what's mine here and what instead is like this is from the church and this is from my mom and this is from my grandma. And not that those things are bad or wrong, Mm -hmm. but does that actually resonate in your body as like, this is my truth. Like this resonates as like, wow, like this is it. Or does it more feel like, oh, this is, this thunder is not, that was awesome. Holy
0: shit, yeah. I love God's like, rainstorm. fuck yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell it how it is. Tell it how
1: it is. We're getting rid of this, this sexual I shame. I like it. And <laughs> um, there was, you know, this, this side of like, okay, this is indoctrination. Like this isn't, when I feel into me. Like Mm -hmm. something feels off here. Something feels like, oh, like it just doesn't quite click. And then we can move into, okay, what do I want to believe about sex? Like, what do I want to believe about my body? Where am I feeling called to explore and to play? What questions do I have? You know, what curiosities do I have? And having that, you know, safe space to be able to explore that and recognizing you're not alone. Like you said, um, Brittany, it's so true. I love group work because women get to hear other women share these really wonderful things and be like, oh my God, I'm not alone. Holy shit. This is so cool. And I love that about the group stuff because this is the kind of stuff that we explore. But then the other side of it is I want you to go into the body around it and like kind of take it a step further. And when you're experiencing these thoughts or this resistance, or you're kind of all in your head during sex, or you're feeling like, oh my God, I'm so gross. Or you're feeling yourself resisting or shutting down, or a lot of women will kind of get close to climax. They'll start to experience all this pleasure and they slam their legs shut. And they're like, oh, this is, this feels bad. This feels wrong. ah, And they go into a trauma response, right? Fight, flight mm-hmm. or freeze. I want you to just be able to hold yourself there and witness yourself there and not make it mean anything. We're not trying to figure anything out. This isn't a science problem. Like this mm-hmm. is a layer of healing coming up and revealing itself to you of this like trauma, right? And trauma doesn't just yeah. have to be sexual trauma of some big experience that happened. Trauma is also emotional invalidation, sexual mm-hmm. shame from purity culture. You know, what, t- what you were taught about, you're gonna go to hell for this, like different pieces mm-hmm. there. So trauma comes up and it's shown through our body. So can you simply in those moments or even after the experience, go in on it and just witness yourself in that resistance and in that shame and in that fear and in that kind of piece, that block that comes up and just breathe and just ask, where am I feeling this in my body? What is it showing to me? Like, what does that feel like? How does it feel to feel that? You know, if you're feeling Mm -hmm. resistance or you're feeling numb, how does it feel to feel resistance? How does it feel to feel numb? Like that's gotta be really hard. Acknowledge it. Like we just yeah. need to be so often validated by ourselves and and kind of tell ourselves, you're not crazy. This is happening. Your body's trying to protect you right now because this is what it knows. So mm-hmm. validate yourself. Like, I'm so sorry that you feel this way but you're, it's okay. You're safe in this, right. And create that safety in the body. And eventually we're like going into full transmutation here of like alchemizing that energy and, and shifting it. And then you're healing that. And it, I kind of look at the, these traumas in the body as like this Swiss cheese, where it's like, there's <laughs> like little holes where these different traumas yeah. happened. And as you heal these layers, you're filling the cheese and you're becoming whole again within yourself. And then from that safety and that grounding and that wholeness, you're able to experience then the fullness of your, your orgasm and your pleasure from that Mm -hmm. space versus from this trauma response space where you're only able to hit kind of that certain cap. And then you all of a sudden shut down. So it's us expanding. We've got the mindset, we've got the energetic work, we've got the body work and the trauma work, you know, all kind of coming together to Mm -hmm. give you that freedom and liberation in your body again.
0: Yeah. No, that's solid advice. And I think too, just recognize where like, okay, I'm not enjoying it. And like you said, taking those little pinpoints, okay, this is when or how, or what's happening, why as humans, especially for me too, sometimes I resist the feelings for so long, but like you said, it's like, let them fucking come through. And then a lot of times when you acknowledge them and let it come through and have that moment with them, then it's the release as well. Mm. But being very mindful of that and, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and recognizing that Mm -hmm. when you are, you know, when you are having sex, Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, awareness is the first step, you know, just Mm -hmm. like we always are looking for like, Hey, what's my medicine? Like, what's my, what's the thing Mm -hmm. that I can do to fix this? And like, you're not broken. There's nothing to fix about you. Like you're experiencing this. And so can you just have awareness? Like, Oh, interesting. Right. No judgment. There's just Mm -hmm. compassion. I'm experiencing X. Mm Mm-hmm. How does that feel? Like, can I just be with that? Can I, can I be in that instead of disassociating or disconnecting or shutting down? It's just witnessing it and seeing it. Um, And from there, then you're able to tap into How do I, what do I need to honor myself right now? There were times where I would have to stop mid sex for a while when I was healing this because I could not stay in my body. And I was like, fuck, I just need to cry or I just need him to hold me. Or I just need to like, you know, go and take a bath after and just be with what I just experienced. And, and again, like this, like I was, had been in this marriage for a while before this started working. So like it it was interesting to go through this, even in the, the confines of a relationship Where I think a lot of women also do this work, whether they're dating and they're kind of doing it themselves Mm -hmm. or they're with multiple partners and all are beautiful, all work, but Mm -hmm. you can also do this. Like you can notice in a relationship, a long-term relationship or a marriage, whoa, like I'm still like not fully experiencing sex with my partner. Like I'm actually leaving the experience constantly. What's that about? You know, and just starting to have that kind of compassionate inquiry around like what's going on. Um, and see what comes up for you. And again, like, let this be an ever unfolding process. Let this be an art, let this be a dance and a flow. Like, don't look at it as a math problem. There's nothing Mm -hmm. to solve here. Like your body Mm -hmm. is giving you cues. You just Mm -hmm. have to listen and you have to reestablish that relationship with her of I'm listening. I'm here. You're safe what do you have for me? What are you trying to reveal to me? And just keep showing up for her.
0: I remember there would be times when my husband would be like, you're just like, not like, what's up? Like, you're just not, you know what I mean? There's something still holding you back a little bit. Yeah. And I remember somewhere, and I don't know if it it had been before podcast, because it's been a hot minute, but somewhere along the lines, I came across like someone saying that it's okay to explore your body. And that's, we've grown up to like masturbation, you know, was so bad. It's big, no, no only guys do it kind of a thing. But when someone, you know, explore your body, see what you like, see like do so many women don't even know what's happening down there. Where's a good spot. And I think through exploring my own body and knowing what I like and what's comfortable, then you're able to also guide your partner through that to where you Amen. I don't know where you have those good feelings and you can Amen. kind you can really kind of let go when you know like oh this is okay though it feels good this way. Yeah. Are you big yeah. on self pleasure or like kind of exploring that?
1: Yeah. I think that that's the, one of the first places to start. I mean, a lot of people will try to take this work right into being with a partner mm-hmm. and while I, I do it, that can work because there's a lot, I mean, I have clients sometimes that are like, I just, I don't even want to go to self-pleasure. Like that is like a, a trauma in itself. They're like, Nope, like shut down, can't do it. Um, and that's okay too. So I, I yeah. never want to say like you have to do it and it has to look right. like this. Yeah. But if you don't know your body, if you don't know your pleasure, if you don't know your orgasm, how do you share that and how do you, you know, have your partner tap into that? Cause really they're they're watching your cues, like even last night, like again, like Joe and I were having sex and, and I was guiding him of like, really not, not from like a dictator place, but like, like really using my body and using my energy to really guide him in what I wanted more of and mm-hmm. what I wanted less of. Like, this is a continuous thing. Like we're always re-getting to know each other's bodies and our pleasure, yeah. um, even after over a decade together. So and definitely, definitely. Pregnant. And being pregnant. Oh my God. Exactly. Sex is That's- so much
0: better when you're pregnant. <laughs>
1: It's just such a different experience. It is because you have so much
0: more blood flow. Isn't Uh, that what they say? So you feel things on a different level, I guess.
1: Yes, but then you also have like this little belly, and like okay, like I'm still. And then I was kind of getting weirded out at one point of like, there's a baby in there, and like he's he's kind
0: of
1: with us right now, and like it's really intimate. You know, like there's just and it's just so funny. But there's a lot of places with that. So. You know, with self pleasure, I definitely, definitely, definitely recommend it. Um, And Mm -hmm. because that can be so beautiful too, if you have the space and you're able to be a little bit more vulnerable than maybe you could be with a partner when you're beginning this work. I didn't want to talk to Joe about this for like Mm -hmm. a year when I was doing this work because I was so embarrassed. I had so much shame. I had so much like, fuck, I have to like tell him I've been faking orgasms and oh my God, like there's Mm -hmm. these things. And I needed to just explore it for myself. So start. Yeah slow. I mean, you don't need to go like finger bang yourself and like get yourself off. Like it's not about that. It really is like, how can I just show up in connection with my body? Like, how can I just let her receive and experience pleasure right now? and just let Mm. it flow and like it might be where for a long time you can't even go near your vagina and you're like nope like pussy is shut down hell no and you might just explore your breasts or you might explore even just like the way you're touching your skin or the way that you're rubbing the oils into your body or the way that you're just even witnessing yourself or the way that you're you know all these different ways that we can experience pleasure because truly as women every cell of our being is wired for pleasure right we have a button on our body our clitoris that was only created for pleasure and in my mind as i started to unpack this especially around religion i was like if 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 i believe god and i was taught god created us you know Mm -hmm. why would he add this extra piece of of equipment to us as women in our in our vulva area But then oh it's it's bad and it's wrong and but i masturbate in the womb before i knew any indoctrination and i masturbated as a child before someone told me it was bad and it feels Mm -hmm. good when you touch it and it feels good when you rub on it so wouldn't he have fixed it by now like however many years later if if he was making all these women and we you know he would take the clitoris away like if it wasn't meant to be like i just had these curiosities And that's what allowed me to get back in touch with it of like, this is Mm -hmm. this part on my body is only created for pleasure. It's The only reason I have it. How can that be wrong? How can that be not okay? And as I started to play with that and expand into that and even just see how. I can experience pleasure outside of sex, outside of my body in just the littlest of ways, whether it's what I'm noticing outside or how I'm sipping my coffee or how I'm feeling the clothes on my skin, little things like that. I just started to be able to tap into it and create, again, that safety and that familiarity around it and show my body like we're okay in this, like this is safe for you to feel this. And then I was Mm -hmm. able to take it deeper into masturbation and, you know, even making masturbation a spiritual practice of, can Mm -hmm. I connect to my body? Can I connect to God? Can I let this be this slow build and this slow burn here with myself versus like grab your vibrator, get yourself off really quick, go back to work. There's nothing wrong with that, but I like to play with how can sex and pleasure also be very spiritual um, and very sacred at the same time, which again, in my connection with spirit, that actually felt better to me, um, versus trying to be something that I'm not. And again, this isn't a judgment, but I'm not Mm -hmm. the girl that was like watching porn and getting myself off every day. Like I wasn't having a lot of sex, um, early on. And, and again, no, nothing wrong with that, but I am Mm -hmm. not a sexual blueprint, you know, in the erotic blueprint system. I am not someone who just needs to get off every 50, you know, you know, 50 seconds or whatever. Like I, I'm not thinking Mm -hmm. about it constantly. I love the sensual, I love the spiritual Mm -hmm. of it. And I honor that. And I don't try to be something sexually and erotic that I'm not. And I encourage my clients to do the same thing. If you are someone who's a sexual blueprint where you need sex, like water, food, and air, and that is what really feels so good in your body, fucking own the shit out of that blueprint. Own the shit out of that design. That's how you're wired. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. But we need to stop trying to look like the women in porn or look like our friends or try to have certain sex drives that we don't honor your eroticism and let it be whatever you want it to be and stop judging yourself.
0: That's definitely where, as I've spoken to other women, that when they think of self-pleasure, they immediately think masturbation, porn. I think yep. so many people just immediately go there. Mm-hmm. But like you're saying, it can be, it, it's self-pleasure, it's sensual, it's finding mm-hmm. your body and what works for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize it that it's self-pleasure and if that's, like you said, if the the porn and straight into, you know, the vibrator, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that way if that doesn't work for you. It's yeah. exploring your body.
1: And exploring what you like. Like, what are your turn-ons? What are your turn-offs? And the mm-hmm. other piece to that is that that's also always evolving. So, like, mm-hmm. really, like, do you know your turn-ons and turn-offs so well that your partner also knows them? Like, do you guys mm-hmm. have these, you know, vulnerable conversations? Are you, you know, do you tap into like, what are my fantasies? What sounds and feels and exciting to me? What am I willing to try? What are my hard nose? Like, you know, have you had a consent conversation with a partner, even a long-term partner? Like you've got to know like the safety and the confines of like, what are we willing to explore here? And what are we willing, like, what can we talk about here? Is there openness? Is there willingness? Is there vulnerability? Um, and that's, I believe how sex actually gets better and better and better is because you're having these exact conversations and you're exploring yourself, your partner's exploring themselves. You guys are exploring Mm -hmm. this all together and you're playing with all of this, knowing there's no right or wrong here or good or bad here. Like it's just, what do I, when I'm in connection with myself, which again is why Mm -hmm. it's so important to know yourself and be connected to your body. What is it that I desire? And going from there, letting your desire guide you.
0: Totally. I can attest to that a hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. What would you say for someone that's like nervous to explore themselves and mm-hmm. it's because it, like we said that definitely takes mm-hmm. your sex to a whole new level and just mm-hmm. your your confidence as well all mm-hmm. around. What tips would you say for someone that's like mm-hmm. I want to do that. I want to explore myself and learn and then also be mm-hmm. able to take that to, you know, my significant other and mm-hmm. be able to tell them and guide them through.
1: Yeah, good question. You know, this is going to be something like, and I know I come back to it over and over again. So some people are like, oh my God, you're beating a dead horse. And I I mean it, I say it all the time because it's really important to me. And I think it's often skipped, but before you can do any of this, you've got to learn how to really create safety within yourself Mm -hmm. and not safety outside of you, but safety within you and if you don't feel safe i don't care what you try to explore like you're not going to be able to fully drop into it fully connect with it fully experience it because somewhere in your body if you don't feel safe you're in some sort of survival you know instinct you're in some sort of trauma response and so with this practice you know i think the first and foremost step in really creating that safety for yourself and and that um, being willing to and able to go there is in having these conversations. So find a safe space to talk about this. Even if for now it's just your journal or it's just in your Mm -hmm. prayer, set the intention. Like I am open and willing and ready to explore this and to, to tap into this. But I am blank. Like I am terrified. I am overwhelmed. I am nervous. I am anxious, um, and feel into that. Like, okay, how do you know you're anxious? Where are you feeling it in your body, right? Like, can you witness yourself in that? Can you hold yourself in that? Work with a mentor, plug into a group, talk to your girlfriends about it, right? It took me a while to talk to my partner, Joe, about it not because I didn't trust him, but because it felt so vulnerable. Like, I don't want him to think I'm crazy. I think we have this idea, especially as women, we want to uphold this certain like sex goddess vibe to our partner that will fake it a lot of the time. And we'll, we'll pretend and we'll like, we'll be so disconnected from that because we just want to be seen a certain way in their eyes. So for me, I had to start talking to a mentor about it. I talked to my journal about it. I prayed about it. I meditated on it. I, I really talked to, you know, other girlfriends about it that I felt safe with. With, and then I could bring it into my conversations with my partner. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the, the other piece here that I want to mention, and everyone's process is going to look so different. So when I try mm-hmm. to give advice, it's difficult because I'm like, well, it could go a million ways yeah. um, based on all these different people I've helped helped with this specifically. Yes. But I really want to remind you, like, please don't force anything just because you're trying to fit a certain narrative or trying to like look like something else or trying to get somewhere because you're actually just creating more trauma and then you have more to heal. So you're actually just like digging yourself deeper in the hole. It's one day, one inhale, one conversation, one thought at a time. And that's it. Like I have a client I've been working with for like five months now and she's, she still can't go there. And I'm like, that's okay. Like be with that, like be, be in that. And she starts so small, like just something as simple as like even laying on her bed and just like being with herself naked. She can't, she can't get there to touch herself, but she can be there. She can experience that and creating that safety and really working through the trauma that arises in that eventually she'll be able to get there. But her process is going to look different from someone else that had a completely Different upbringing and experience and traumatic response. So it really is so individual, but please, please, please do not force anything because you're just, you're betraying your body. Mm-hmm. You honoring your body sometimes means taking it much slower than you, quote unquote, want to. It's mm-hmm. taking, it's saying no. Sometimes it's saying, I can't do that. I'm not going to go there today and I'm going to let that be. Okay. I'm not going to judge myself for it. Um, but really, and truly please don't force. Cause I just see a lot of that happening or we see like, Oh, the G spot and we like see all these sex coaches talking about it and that's beautiful. Yeah. But like, if you can't even like be with yourself, like then why are yeah. we going to, you know, step layer a hundred, and we're not starting at step layer one for you and letting that be just as beautiful. Well, and it's like,
0: we've already kind of skipped that step anyways, right? That's why we're in the boat that we're in Totally. when it comes to that. But I love too, like you said, there's, as you evolve and time goes on with you and your partner and you find your body and stuff, I love just like the fact of laying in your bed naked because Mm -hmm. so many women, especially, you know, moms, it's like Mm -hmm. you find yourself being like, how can we have sex in the dark? I'm just going to lay my shirt on. So this isn't flinging this way and that way. But having that confidence to just truly own your body
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. That is
0: really, really cool.
1: I mean, body image has to almost come first, you Mm -hmm. know, because if you can't even look at yourself in the mirror naked, How do you expect to then be, let your partner experience you naked, and then Mm -hmm. how do you expect to be so fully present in the moment Mm -hmm. because you're actually just in your head thinking about your body Mm -hmm. and thinking about how, what he's thinking and what he's seeing, you know? So even something as simple as like laying on your bed, yeah, if like your stomach is your problem area, right? For most women, it is just touching your stomach, like breathing into it, creating safety there, creating connection there when when's the last time you even just like touched your skin not even sexually just touched your skin or felt yourself or just like witnessed yourself like very physically, right? We don't do that often. We try to like, you know, get out of the shower, race past the mirror, like throw on our clothes and move on with our day. Mm-hmm. These little moments of presence and awareness and and witnessing ourselves and validating ourselves and, you know, even just accepting, it might not be fully loving yourself yet. It's just like, mm-hmm. I can accept myself today or I can cry while I look at myself and touch my stomach today. Little things like that, it's that healing that lays this foundation to then be like, okay, let's be this erotic sex goddess and go all in. We even have to be in connection and relationship with our own body first, which is typically what our trauma pulls us out of.
0: It's so funny because my kids are out of town actually. So the last couple nights has been naked time at our house, right? Oh, like yeah. woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's this morning. So I told my husband, i like, I really miss the kids, but kind of nice sleeping naked again but yeah same thing I haven't done that in so long and that's just as you like move around or whatever it's like I reached Mm -hmm. over and touched my stomach and it was like being touched like he's touching and seeing Mm -hmm. you know what I mean but in my mind I have a whole different vision of what it and is I'm like that's not not that bad plus it's like when when you're truly touching yourself it's so much more there's so much more sensation
1: yeah
0: than just like feeling you know what I mean especially when it's something that you haven't wanted to touch or explore Mm. or that you've been embarrassed about. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a really great takeaway, especially for a lot Mm -hmm. of women, because Mm -hmm. we are so ashamed of just being naked, being there. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure most men, like my husband's like, one of the sexiest things on a woman is confidence.
1: Amen. And that's, he's
0: like, I've loved you from like, you know, we met really young and I had my tight little body then and then yeah. through pregnancy and two yeah. kids. And, and he's like, what yeah. turns me on and what makes me happy is seeing you just be yeah. like truly you and mm. just rocking it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to walk around naked. A couple weeks ago, like we all have our moments, right? And it's like, yeah. I don't want to hide my body. la di da da yeah. And then after he said that, it was just like, it was almost that little boost of yeah. needing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try
0: it. Walk around the house naked. Mm. I yeah. truly think that you and your spouse or your significant other will really, really mm-hmm. enjoy that because there's something yeah. really beautiful about the human body, and that can't be de- exactly. can't be denied.
1: No, well, and that's just it. It really is like that confidence in a woman. And my husband says the same thing. And like a mm-hmm. woman fully embodied, like there is nothing, nothing mm-hmm. more attractive. And and you really are like as the woman, especially like your energy around what you are bringing is what's either inviting your partner in or it's repelling your mm-hmm. partner and it's mm-hmm. guiding things like your energy is is the muse right like it really is it's leading mm-hmm. yes the masculines leading but in the feminine like our energy is what's inviting so if you're disconnected and turned off and tuned out from yourself your partner feels that, and they're probably they feel uncomfortable of like, can I go in? Can I not? Does she want to be touched? Does she not? Ooh, like they mm-hmm. they feel unsure. But when you're embodied and you're in your energy and you're flowing and you're you're connected, they feel that they sense that, and that's like a, a beautiful kind of um, invitation in for them that you want to experience and explore with them. So yeah, it's you know it's such an interesting topic, and there's going to be layers. Like let this be a process and recognize you're not alone like I can tell you every single woman I've ever worked with it, it, at any size like even women where I'm like how could you have body image issues like look at you you're perfect mm-hmm. you know yeah but they still have their own issues we all have our own shit um we all have our okay. own traumas we all have our own things that we've had to to deal with and so it's just recognizing oh like everyone goes through this okay so what does my process for healing this look like and how can I just mm-hmm. start with one little thing and one little step today
0: What are some tips you could leave everyone with? I could talk to you for freaking (laughs) ever, but (laughs) I know you need to go. What are kind of some tips that you would want to leave with women as far as just trying to unleash their inner goddess, find their embodiment? What are some Mm -hmm. steps that people could put into play today?
1: Oh man, I think everything for sure, what we've talked about, you Mm -hmm. know, and really like witnessing and being with and allowing and, and all of that. But I would say like get into your body and this has nothing to do with sex. Even this is like, what is your embodiment practice look like? Like, can you spend 15 minutes a day just being in your body and whether it's dance, whether it's yoga, whether it's like being really, um, you know, mindful about your workout and like really in connection with your body there, whether it's you like on a, you know, sheepskin rug in front of your mirror, just like moving your hips and really just like experiencing the pleasure that that brings you, anything that you can do to just connect back with your body and then let your decisions, your plans, your um, next steps, all of that come from there, from your body, not from your mind, not from the shoulds, not from trying to like keep up with anyone, but just from like, when I am in my body, I'm moving that energy. I'm, I'm experiencing myself. Then I'm grounding into that. I'm anchoring into that as my starting point. Now, where do I want to go from here and letting your body guide you? So that I would say would probably be, that's what's coming through at least of the, the one I would leave them with.
0: It's so easy to not listen to your body and just do and Mm -hmm. be on a schedule instead of being one with you.
1: Yeah. The, the mindset, the mental, the intellectual work is important, but like most of the women I work with, we've lived there mm-hmm. and that's not, that's not where our magic is. Like your magic is in your body. It's in the codes. It's in, it's mm-hmm. in the, the deepest depths of who you are, like embodied. Right. And mm-hmm. so going into the body allows us to start unlocking and, and playing with that and reawakening that. And as we do, like, I really do believe that's where then we can build from.
0: I know you've resonated with so many women and they're probably just, they need more from you. We (laughs) We could talk all freaking day. Where can they, where can they find you? How do they work with you? What do you have available so that people can really just start embracing who they are?
1: Beautiful. Um, yeah, I feel like we could talk forever for sure. This is so like flowy and chill, which I always love. It's way more fun yes. to see what channels through versus like what am I prepping and like how many right. intellectual really is just like let's see <laughs> what the audience needs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, people can get in. I mean, I'm oliviasleen.com, oliviasleen on Instagram, oliviasleen, the podcast, like pretty simple, definitely get in connection with all of that. I would say kind of the ongoing thing I have open if you want to work together, but you're not ready to go into one-on-one work and kind of do that full deep dive my membership portal and my membership group experience. So we meet twice a month on Zoom in a small group. Um, We have different Mm -hmm. classes that go out every month. I've got my signature programs in there. So there's so much of this work to start doing on your own. And then having those two group calls a month is really powerful. So I would definitely say, um, get in there. It's month to month. There's no long-term commitment. There's no contract. So it's a really kind of easy, low risk way of being like, okay, I'm ready to put my foot in and kind of like yeah. feel the waters, test the waters, um, let it unfold and grow from there.
0: It's so nice too that. It's virtual. You yeah. do that. Oh yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming mm-hmm. on. We'll have to have you back. Cause I have like a thousand other things that we have to hit. <laughs> thank you for making the time and putting your energy mm-hmm. towards this. I truly Absolutely. appreciate it.
1: It was an honor. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And I'm always down yes. for a part two. We'll give you guys just the taste, just the tip. As always, please don't forget to subscribe.
0: Give us a five-star rate interview. It seriously helps us more than you know. You can follow me on Instagram at Brittany.Long or at The Reckoning Podcast. Tune in next week.